Welcome to the TV Deets Podcast. My name is Brett and I'm the guy behind the blog. An extension of tvdeets.com, join us for a brand new episode each week as we break down the latest unscripted news and ratings and share exclusive piping hot tea on all of your favorite reality shows. Now, let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome to a special Halloween edition of the TV Deets podcast. As always, I'm Brett. Today is Friday, October 27th. Fair warning, I'm recording this podcast a little bit later in the day, which is why it's going to be dropping a little bit later for you guys. Um, But lots planned for today, lots to talk about. It's been another big week in the Bravo world. I have a lot to say. And another change for the podcast this week, usually I have a, a, a nice coffee or tea with me. Today I actually have a custom Bloody Mary Caesar combination. It's five o'clock somewhere, right? And uh, I just wanted a little cocktail for this episode. It's just the feeling and the vibe that I am in. So grab a coffee, grab a tea of choice or an alcoholic beverage and let's get into it. On this week's episode, I'm counting down and recapping some of my favorite Bravo Halloween episodes, plus uh, my response to Tamara and Teddy talking about TV deets on their podcast, the tea on Dorit and PK's rumored separation, of course, a Bravo's ratings recap, and my thoughts on part one of the Roni reunion, and some fun selling the OC scoop. All this and more coming up on the next hour of the TV deets podcast. Well, it is October 27th, we are days away from Halloween, and therefore this is the Halloween episode of the TV Deets podcast. Now, I know this is audio, but just imagine, I am in the best Halloween costume you have ever pictured, okay? (laughs) I'm really not, but you get my drift. So grab that cocktail, we're going to run through some of my favorite Real Housewives Halloween episodes. Now, this is not meant to be a definitive list by any means. As I kind of compiled this together, I really started looking at, you know, how many Halloween episodes are on Bravo and then outside of the Real Housewives franchise as well. Um, You know, Married to Medicine has had a fantastic Halloween episode. There's been some other really great ones I wish I could include. But these, I'm going to say, are my top 10 Real Housewives Halloween episodes. Now, This is a fun segment, guys. Sit back, relax. I'm going to give you my thoughts on these special episodes. Now, my first pick, and I'm going to go in order from uh, number 10 to number 1 here. My first pick is an iconic episode. It's called Unfashionably Late. This is The Real Housewives of New York City, Season 2, Episode 10. Now, you'll find when I go through this list that... The Real Housewives of New York City are pretty much the definitive Housewives Halloween cast. I think it's just the time that they've been filming since the get-go. We've usually seen October, 
and you know they bring it so number 10 is unfashionably late now this was a hilarious episode i actually just rewatched this um the other day on hey you they have a little halloween episode section now it was only like a few episodes but this is one they nailed and this was again season two episode 10 Kelly Ben Simone has thrown a Halloween party. It's like a paid party that they used to throw on these shows. And they invited all of the housewives. Now, at this point, none of them are really getting along with Kelly. They're trying to figure her out. And basically, it's just so funny because Kelly is like three hours late to her own party. <laughs> and you have the housewives in this like little, little venue uh, in the heart of Times Square wondering where the fuck is Kelly Ben Simone? Now, it was so funny, like, a lot of the things they brought up, it was a cash bar, they were not fans of that. I mean, Jill showed up and she had to pay for her Diet Coke, nearly lost her shit. <laughs> so funny. And basically, everyone ends up leaving before Kelly even comes to the party, because she took, like I said, three hours to get there. Fucking iconic, to be honest. Let me play you a little clip from Unfashionably Late, this is Roni, Season 2, Episode 10. Jill Zarin. Excited. So I knew it was going to be a great party. That was fun. These costumes were off the hook. These dogs were decked to the max. I decided to go to this event dressed as Robin Hood, and I decided Coco will be a mini me. She was the cutest little furry Robin Hood you could ever see. Well, Bradley, let's get out those flowers. Bethany's costume, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I started stomping my feet, I was hysterical, I almost peed in my pants and laid on the floor. I'm Roller Girl and Cookie's my Roller Bitch. Oh my god! You look like, wow, I mean, you look great as a blonde, I never, who would know? I would think, I'm thinking about going to the blonde from now on. It works, baby, it works. Good to you. Right? We love that. Auntie up. Oh my god, you are too funny. Who has snackies? Oh. Bethany, do you have any snackies for her? We want something good. What else do you have? So then I see the hors d'oeuvres being passed, and this food, it doesn't look so good, and Brad eats it. That's dog food. with Brad. I love getting a rise out of Brad. Now, I wasn't able to find a clip of the Kelly scene, but what makes Roni just such a great Halloween 
cast is i mean in this episode they have multiple halloween parties so the clip you just listened to is actually a pet party and as you can see they dressed up and they matched their dogs um so funny so good like honestly you guys roni has it going on now the next one on my list is jumping to the other side of the coast this time it's the real housewives of orange county with season nine episode two it's called Meat and Potatoes, and this is that episode where uh, I believe it was Tamra hosts some sort of like seance and has all of the women over, including Vicky, and they are going to meet new housewife Shannon Bador, and Vicky and Shannon do not hit it off. Now, let me play a clip uh, from this episode. Is there anybody particular you want us to scare? Heather is your challenge. All right. I have to say, I'm excited. This will be fun. She hired a party planner, so I'm sure she did something really fun. Wow. And spooky. I'm actually excited. I love to meet new people. Uh, that's tons of fun for me. My husband would love to stay home every night, go to bed at 8.30, and that is not in the Shannon Bedore plan. Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh, be careful. You almost fell. Oh, I have an enormous blemish in the middle of my forehead, so I decided spooky party, cover it, third eye. Hi, hi. hi. I'm Shannon. I'm so sorry, this is Shannon. Shannon, this is Vicky. Hi, hi. This hi, is Shannon. 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 <laughs> Scrubs. Are you guys hungry? Do you want to get? Should we go mosey in there? Let's, okay. let's do some snacks. Yeah. I have to say, I'm curious. I don't know. Oh, Pomegranate seeds and marsh. That's marshmallow. It's like a fancy ambrosia salad. The food at the spooky party presentation, A plus. But what are you gonna eat? Marshmallow isn't a dinner. Watermelon isn't a dinner. I like to eat food. What am I supposed to eat? Okay, so obviously that episode, it's the women meeting Shannon. And can I just say, like, what an era of Orange County. The fact that Heather Dubrow is bringing Shannon to meet Tamara, absolutely iconic. And that was one of my favorite Shannon eras, like that whole season. Absolutely incredible. So that was Meat and Potatoes, Real Hostos of Orange County, Season 9, Episode 2. Now, my number 8 choice could be a little controversial. I've gone with The Real Hostos of New Jersey, Season 6, Episode 4, and Season 6, Episode 5, because it was a cliffhanger, called A Hairy Situation and One Flew Over the Chicken's Nest. Now, this clip needs no introduction. I'm just going to play it for you before we talk about it's it. It's wearing the coffin. Oh, uh, okay. Joe? Yeah. How Jim, Marquesi, nice very nice Jim, to meet nice you. Teresa, great to see you. Just happy. How you doing? Good to see How you. you doing, Good to see you. Oh, officer. I know, right? Oh. I told her I wanted to be a lawyer, like an ambulance chaser, and hand out cards, because that would be a first responder. She's like, no. I just wear a shoe. I could be anybody I want. My opinion of Joe Judas is what I've read in the newspapers. I just try to stay away from people I believe have a tendency to get into trouble. 
My dad always said, you are who you hang around with. Be the blood-sucking attorney. It's the best way to go, trust yeah. me. Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? All right, excuse me for a minute. What you, so what you think about Jim? I mean, I just met him. Well, you know what he is? He's one of these guys that go along and they play it along. They play you, they play you, they play you. Jim. This is Jimmy James, the guy. Jim. I heard a lot about you, bro. Let's go. Show me the house. Grab Joe. Hey, he wants to touch some tour. Why does he want to see the house? It's so, like, boring. I don't want to hang out with Jimmy James. I'm not going to start with Jimmy. He's a little okay. He's a more than you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, I've been better. That's what? I've been better. Why? What's wrong? Exactly. I have some issues, but I'm not going to get into them right now. Issues about? With my sister with you. Okay. Do you want to elaborate? <laughs> I honestly have no idea why Teresa's mad. Oof. Bad feeling. Very bad feeling. Nicole, do you want to elaborate with Amber? Because I can't be like Miss Nice Nice when she's coming over and giving me a kiss alone. She's going to give me a kiss alone. Well, she gave me a kiss. Would you like to elaborate what's going on? Would you like to speak with her? I have no agenda. I'm in no mood to fight. This is my sister's boyfriend's home. But at the same time, I'm not a phony. So Amber, guess what? You need to work things out with my sister. If you have something to say, go right ahead. Oh, I will, Amber. I okay. will talk. Having all this negative stuff oh. right off the bat. It started from you, Melissa, actually. I know, but I'm it's saying what? From you. What do you mean it started from you? You owe me an apology. Wait a minute. You owe me an apology Absolutely. for talking behind my back because then I'm a hoe and I broke up. Well, no, she did not listen to me. She never said you were a hoe. Don't, like, no, nothing no, like that. You know what this has to do with you? Exactly. The two of you, let's go. No, 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 not let's go. It's right here, Amber. I'm not talking like this. I'm not talking like this. Amber, Amber, it's not you. It's not your dog, Amber. It's not you. You know what? It's like Bobby. Kidding me? Relax. Are you Relax. kidding me? Relax. Are you kidding me? Breathe. Breathe. She's sorry. Sir. Are you kidding me? She hit my sister. I know, but why? She hit my sister. What do you want? I could punch her in the face. I know. But she smacked me. Is that my hair? Of course it's your hair. I can't believe this is freaking happening. Nicole was my friend. This was my friend I loved. I have never said in a million years that she broke up a family. But what I heard is that it was Nicole that broke up a family. Oh, okay. I heard that through the grapevine. Melissa just completely twisted my words. Why didn't they just have a conversation? We're, We're, done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're good. 
I hope you're happy, Melissa. Let's talk, Amber. I feel terrible. I thought a conversation between us all was going to happen. Nicole was going to be able to clear her name, and we could all move on. I am in shock that it went to this level. When we started this new company, we take government technology. Are you kidding me? What did I tell you? They're animals, and this is why you have a barrier. Did you guys really have a disagreement? Uh, disagreement? She got physical with me. Wait, wait, we've been gone for. Got physical with me. We've been gone for ten seconds. This happened already. They all attacked her and attempted to attack. Who's that? It's Amber's hair. Come on, stop it. Tell your girlfriend to keep it under control. Are you for real? Oh, I'm for real. She pulled her hair out. Look at Bobby. Who did? Nicole and Teresa. Pulled her hair? You, you right out of my head. What the f was this about? She went right for the freaking physical. She went right to my hair. You don't do like this. No. You do is. You don't do like this. Reno, she smacked me and she pulled my hair to the ground. This is stupid. You guys should kill each other. That's it. You don't let your wife talk about my wife. You understand me? Listen, this is very simple. I'm not. This is very simple. This is very simple. Joey, relax. This is a very simple thing. Put your hands out of your pocket, first of all. Number one. Yeah, first of all, put your hands out of your pocket. Don't let your wife talk about my wife. Put your hands out of your pocket. Reno, you think you're a big shot. You know what you are? You're a jerk off. I see Jim talking, and he's sitting there with his hands in his pocket. You know, I don't trust the guy. How about that? What did I do? You don't want to hang out with us because you're an attorney and this and that? That's, that's a jerk-off move. I heard something about that. What's the accusations that you made through Bobby that you said that you didn't want to come because you know, know what? Bobby, why don't you tell us what no. accusations I made? No, because I got, I got Reno calling me a jerk-off. I'm extremely pissed off. Bobby, he's known me for 10 years. Whatever I tell him, it's not to go back to Joe Gorga or Reno. He never should have put me in that situation. Just so you guys are aware, I'm not an attorney. Did I pass the bar? Absolutely. Do I practice law? No. I have no idea what you two gentlemen are talking about, and I, I appreciate it. No. How I'm... come you to come out and hang out with us? Do you really want me to go there? Yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, how about this? There's three gentlemen here. Bottom line is, you didn't want to hang out with us. No, I, it's actually, you, you know what's funny, Reno? Hey, you know what's funny? Them is us. I work with the same... Woo! Well, I cut it off there because it kicks up with the men once again, and that is from The Real Housewives of New Jersey Season 6. If you remember back, this is like the forgotten New Jersey season with Amber, her husband Jim, and the twins. You know, looking at that clip again, I'm not here to defend Amber and Jim. They're absolutely horrible, but the twins were fucking awful, and I hated watching them. They were total flops, let's be real. And, you know, Melissa, again, totally in that clip, was the one to take what uh, Amber had said and bring it back to the twins. So even though Amber said it, it's interesting that we have Melissa Gorga in the mix. But that made for quite the Halloween uh, episode. Now, next up at number si uh, seven, sorry, is Goodwill Haunting. This is from The Real Housewives of Potomac, season four, episode two. And this comes in at an interesting time in Potomac's history. Now, Ashley's marriage to Michael Darby was like a massive storyline on Potomac season four. He was charged with sexual assault uh, after being, you know, you know, a Bravo cameraman at the time had alleged that he had slapped his ass or something like that, grabbed his ass at Monique's house. You guys know that whole situation. Well, the group met up, they went to a haunted forest, but it was, you know... An interesting Halloween episodes because there was no costumes, but it was the backdrop. And 
not only are they out there and it's Halloween themed, but they have this whole background of Michael Darby going on and just very interesting. I'd love to see another true Housewives Halloween episode from Potomac, but this one was pretty good. Let me play it. Oh, to this though. Yeah. I heard your wife told us that it's up your alley. Oh, this is a different birthday, isn't it? Oh, look at them. Oh, oh, oh this is cool. You did good. You did great. Oh, you did great. You did great. <laughs> this is different. Thank I like this. Yeah. I did not want. I didn't want to go to a sports bar. I'm aware people don't understand our relationship, but clearly we have unconditional love. All right, let's go, let's go. Come on. Whoa! Oh, Robin's in the lead. Robin's leading the pack! <laughs> okay, seriously, seriously, seriously. Oh my God! Go away! I'm sweating in all of my places. My weave is wet. I see you. Don't jump at me. I see you. Don't, don't do that. Back up. Okay, straight up. <laughs> I mean, is that how she gonna screw up? <laughs> no, no. Where's my husband? The <laughs> end. We're done. All right. <laughs> okay, this was such a good one. Like I said, no costumes involved, but as you just heard, they go through a haunted house. Too funny. I mean, Candace is in there being Candace. Where is my husband? Not around like this season. Whoops. But other than that, it was amazing to see Robin and Juan participating in a group event. I loved that. And the honking at the end was this person in like a clown costume. Karen's just standing there with her water and her phone. And uh, this clown costume just comes up and like starts honking in her face. And she basically just gives them the hand. So Potomac, this is a pretty good Halloween episode. I'll give it to you guys. Now, the next one is a personal favorite. Number six is Face to Face. This is from The Real Housewives of Dallas, season two, episode three. Let's listen to this one. Rihanna is supposedly telling people she's you, she's two-faced. Oh. Probably. That's not nice. In my house, I'm, I think I might throw her out. Don't, it's issues directly with you because I do feel like there's a lot of things that you've done that confuse me. Who comes to somebody's Halloween party with all of their friends and disrespects them? I'm not gonna kick her out though. She wants a reaction, I'm not gonna give it to her. I'm not like her, I don't get heated over dumb shit like that. I've always been very nice to you. I've always, I'm always the person that goes on my way to say hi. It's not about to me, it's about behind my back. If you think I'm a bad person, I just want you to say it to my face, Leanne, you're a bad person. You make me nervous because I'm scared of a friendship with you, because I'm scared that it will hurt me. Look, my actions last year scared you and made you think that I was a crazy bitch. Yes, I and, got and it. honestly, I, you're not. I got it. I get that. But then watch your words. Yes. All that means is one person says it, and then it spins through Dallas. I feel like y'all need to have a private conversation yeah. without us involved, because... Yeah, because then I feel... Awkward. Yeah. It is. Okay. Wow. Okay, this was from such an interesting time in the Real Housewives of Dallas history. 
I loved early Dallas. I mean, it was a hot mess the whole duration of this show, right? But Leanne Locken, despite how she exited the series, is a reality TV legend showing up to Stephanie Holman's house dressed as a two-faced version of her is absolutely crazy and what we love. And, you know, it just makes me think Leanne and Stephanie totally could have been that duo. They could have been the anchors of the show. But as you heard in this clip, Stephanie didn't want to give her a reaction and the rest of the housewives didn't even want to have the group conversation. So you can see why that show needed some work. But was Leanne working that night? She sure was. Now, number five is one that we should all know. It's called Meet Rena Jane, and this is from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 9, Episode 16. Lisa Rinna shows up dressed as Erica Jane and tries to tear Kim Richards a new one. Let's listen in. But it wasn't me. But it was. But it was me at Coachella. She nailed it. Come here, Kitty. Come here, Kitty. Come here. Come here. Oh my God. You look amazing. Thank you. I woke up in the middle of the night and something said to me, "You got to be Eric Jane." She's a girl's dream. She's sexual. She's over the top, and she can get away with anything. What's more fun? that now that episode was so good that clip we just listened to was just before the group takes that group photo and if you remember lisa renna's just standing off to the side and she's like you know kim richards that was really messy you know and then she just starts this whole awkward like interaction while they're taking this halloween group photo like, love Lisa Rinner or not, this was one of those moments where I said, okay, this this woman knows what she's doing. This was a show. I remember at the time just being, like, flabbergasted that she was just so bold like that. But, hey, that's Lisa Rinner for you. Now, number four is back to The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm not sure if you guys remember this one. It's called House of Horrors, and it's from Season 11, Episode 13, Margaret Josephs Throws a Halloween Party, and Jennifer Aiden throws dishes. Absolutely iconic. Let's listen into this one. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Margaret's mom. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm so known nice as Mark Senior. You guys are so good. Oh my God. Kiss chose us. You think I really got to bring that up? Come on. I saw it there between his ass cheeks. Oh, you shave in between your ass cheeks. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry, is it a college party? Nobody likes a hairy ass! It's a party at your friend's house. You get a little nauseous from drinking and not eating. Did you eat? Hell no, A friend that doesn't like you drinking. Chill out, Jen. At least she's got food! Finally! Salami with some crudite! Crudite does not soak up alcohol, just saying. I'm staying away from the tuna. Exactly! These shrimps are Jumbo! Joe, I gotta make a speech in a minute for you, so you gotta be in the area. What are you girls doing? I'm drinking tequila. I'm having myself. This is actually very tasty. Oh my god, no more tequila, Jennifer! I dropped the pig in a blanket! Cut her off! 
Come here, come here. Jennifer's <laughs> wasted. She's dropping like all over the place. You're gonna choke. This is crazy. Yeah. Do I be nervous? Now, the funniest thing about that clip is Jennifer is just absolutely shit-faced, as she usually is. And, I mean, Dolores was laughing at it. She thought it was pretty funny. Um, and it is. I mean, <laughs> this reminds me of the pool party scene with Jennifer as well. New Jersey, they love to drink, but apparently Jen can outdrink them all. <laughs> I don't know. It was too funny. But dropping the plate of, uh, you know, the pigs in the blanket on the ground, Margaret's absolutely freaking out, looking at production like, this is crazy. What are you going to do? And it's absolutely, it's just peak New Jersey. Now, you have to watch the rest of that episode. It goes into way more drama around Joe Gorga's treatment of Dolores from episode uh, earlier. But you guys, lots of fun with the New Jersey uh, group in that episode. Now, number three, we're hitting the top three. I gotta represent Atlanta. This is Nightmare on Peach Street from season 10, episode 18. That's sexy Pennywise. <laughs> Hello, cutie. Wow. Wow. Too cute. What up, Todd? I saw you a little twin the other day. He is so beautiful. But Andy's a gentleman. He was trying to push the roll barrel. He's too cute. <laughs> I'm gonna bring Mike over so the boys can chat. Whoever has the best costume prize, you gotta get the box. What up, fam? Oh. oh! I didn't even oh. recognize you ever! <laughs> 50 cent! What? Oh my god! What's up, baby girl? You look like a dude! Don't make me like this thing, Karen. I'm trying to be hard. You killed it. Hey, what's up? What you doing? Son of G, you and I got C unit. Oh, my head. <laughs> I love it. So good. So in this episode of Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey has one of her top moments ever when she shows up as 50 Cent. Now, it was actually amazing because Candy was giving a really good sexy Pennywise just minutes before that as well. But this was, like I said, Cynthia at her peak. This is a great cast, this uh, season 10 group. And I miss me some Atlanta. Listening and watching this clip has me just thinking, where is season 16? So good. Now, next up, number two, we're getting to the top here, is eight. Oh, sorry. That's my uh, Caesar kicking in there. Number two is Eat, Drink, and Be Scary. Now, this is from The Real Housewives of New York City, Season 12, Episode 12. And this is Luann hosting a Halloween party, Dorinda attacking Ramona for sidelining her friends. And you guys, it's just, uh, it's so bad, but it's so good. We got to listen to this one, too. Here we go. <laughs> Awesome. Oh my god. I love this. Trinda. You always bring it, girl! Oh my god, I need to have a drink and catch up with you. You always bring it! I what need, the f? I need to. This is like. Sonia. Gaga. Have you yes. got ahead of us? Did oh, I yes. miss the Oh party? no, I'm drinking. What do you think I was doing before I headed to the Halloween party? 
Get lit with my hair and makeup team. You're bringing it. Did you bring a little for us? You're bringing it, girl. Oh my God. That's what you do. It's a national holiday in my group. And if you're not, you should stay home because you're just dead weight. I'm very upset with Ramona. I she doesn't feel my pain. She doesn't feel my struggle. Here's how it's got to be with Ramona. She has to be here and she would like everyone to be she wants to say, but she's the sun, and everybody should order yes. around you. This is Ramona, and I'm going to find Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In your ear, in your rear, Ramona. I'm so mad in your Ramona. ear, in your I'm so mad at Ramona. <laughs> yes, in your rear and in your ear, or something like that. That is what Sonya was saying. This clip is from the cab ride to the party. They're already fucking lit, mainly Sonya. And... Dorinda is trying to prep her. I mean, they have to confront Ramona. This is the big night. And Sonia is slowing up, showing up very sloppy. Now, you heard Elise in the middle there, flop Elise, trying to do her best to turn on her BFF of many years. But you guys, this actually ended up backfiring, I feel like, on this group. They gave Ramona an out to say that she was ganged up on. Uh, but this is just before they get to that party. And you'll remember the infamous seafood tower. Luann worried about the seafood tower, Leah grabbing the octopus off the top, Jill saying, is this what we do? We just attack people when they show up, and the whole, you know, are you drunk? You're whacked out of your mind fight between Dorinda and Ramona. Plus, I mean, what makes it a fabulous Halloween episode is the decor. I mean, the table, the room, the coffins, everything was on point. Season 12 really had it going on. Now, to number one, it's also the Real Housewives of New York, the undisputed queens of Halloween on Bravo, I guess. This is the episode called Ghouls Just Want to Have Fun, Season 10, Episode 1. Let's listen to Bethany's narration. Stop. You are so f***able right now, and I was thinking you were going to come as kids. I was f***able last year. I know. My costume has gone awry. I wanted to be Barbie, and then two drag queens came over to do my glam and wig, so I became like drag Barbie slash Texas prostitute. I'm shocked my tit hasn't popped out yet. That is amazing. I've I'm, I'm got my Diana Ross going. I'm like, I'm, I'm I in. love it. Luann's got the balls of a burglar. I mean, you gotta, you gotta give it to her. She gives zero <laughs> Well, I take that back. Hi. Hi. That's so cute. Wait, is it Thank you. Thank you. Carol's costume is some cousin of that zookeeper from Gangster Lunch. How are you? She's like on safari. It's like the zookeeper's aviator cousin in probably the same khaki pants. <laughs> yeah, the puppies working. They look so delicious. Oh my god, that's awesome. That looks, looks so, so gorgeous. Good. So do you. Ramona, you know, if she can show her tits and her camel toe, she's happy. Now that is another amazing Halloween episode from the New York City ladies. Like I said, that is season 10, episode 1. Bethany, I mean, she made such a great narrator for this group. She was on point, I feel like, with season 10. And, I mean, this is the infamous episode where Luann shows up in blackface. She dressed as Diana Ross. Absolutely cringe. But again, must-see TV. Aside from all of that, we had, like, Sonia ignoring the group. She was just hanging out with Rocco at the bar. 
they were like, is that Sonia for like half an hour before she turned around and interacted with them? And we have Dorinda fretting over that Lady Gaga costume. I mean, there's just so many good moments, and I just loved that it was a season premiere. We were diving right into a crazy Housewives costume party. I mean, that is part of why we love these shows, right? So anyways, that is my Halloween recap. These are just some of my, or I would say my top 10 favorite Real Housewives Halloween episodes. I know there's so many more, and there's so many outside of the Housewives franchise. These are just some of my faves. But let me know, what are your favorite Halloween episodes on Bravo and outside of Bravo? What other reality shows have given you some iconic Halloween episodes over the years? I'm curious, so let me know. Well, for this next segment, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because this is all about Tamara Judge and Teddy Mellencamp and their iHeartRadio podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Now, this is huge for me, you guys. I'm not sure if you saw this, but they actually shouted your boy out on a recent episode of their podcast and talked about a TV Deeds exclusive. And I just had so many of my followers and friends share this with me and I couldn't be happier that Tamara and Teddy took a few minutes to discuss me and this podcast on their podcast. Let me play a quick clip for you from Tamara Judge and Teddy Mellencamp's iHeartRadio podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Here's what they said. So this Housewife headline, I will take alone because it involves the real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, boy. Uh, this is from TV Deets, so a very reputable source. Um, everyone is going to be invited back for season 18, host Brett Staffen said on the Friday, October 13 episode of the TV Deets podcast. Producers and the network were really happy with the fan engagement this year, and all of the ladies stepped up to the plate to deliver. He continued, now I'm told that with Shannon Bedore's DUI arrest, producers want to follow the aftermath of that and how that has impacted the group. I'm also told that Jennifer Pedranti is expected to return and Taylor Armstrong will be back as well. I'm hearing that is most likely she will keep her friend of Housewives World. Also said Vicki Gumvelson, who appeared on season 17 as a guest, is also expected to return in some capacity. In that same moment, I then saw something post on Instagram where Vicky says, and allegedly Vicky says something along the lines as, I am complete house, like I, I'm going to be a housewife or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She did say that. I was going to add that. I didn't know if you saw that, but she did, I think, an article with Us Weekly. Um, and she said, I will not go back unless it's full time, which I feel is a little ballsy to put out there. Like, you I know, think it's a little ballsy to put out there when the last season you ran away and said you don't want to be involved in drama. Well, that's not going to help her. I, that, I, I mean, granted, you threw a little bit at Jen, but who who hadn't at that point? Right. Like, exactly. You, that was like a freaking. I mean, there was so much to throw. Like, come on. Like, but also, what, it, and it's let me like just, a, a when target you, with weights on it, just laying there like I that. Mean, exactly. I mean, in what housewife world, if if you were on Beverly Hills still and you were sent your friend, best friend, and Kyle was sent a dick pic of one of the cast members' boyfriend, would you talk about it? Yes. Yes. Yes, I would. Um, like, it's so but, ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, I hope I hope the best. And by the Vicky. way, guys that are hating, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. 
What do you say? Made the show very welcome. interesting. Okay, I am reeling from that clip, you guys. I may have been just activating my Teddy Stan card while I was listening to that because the way she read out my article, the way she credited my full name, Brett Staffen, in the TV Deets podcast, I don't care if she shaded me and called me a very reputable source. I am. Check the receipts. I am just blown away, thrilled, and beyond happy to receive that mention. So... I don't know, guys. I Like I said, I'm maybe a Teddy Stan now. And it's very interesting to me in that conversation that obviously Tamara can't really comment on anything I've reported. But I didn't hear any denials in there. I do think it's interesting they brought up what Vicky said about not returning full time. I also think that's very interesting because I'm still told it's likely, likely that Vicky is going to re- return in some capacity. So... I don't know if that's a negotiation tactic or just Vicky being Vicky, like they were kind of saying, but it is pretty ballsy to put that out there. But Vicky has put out a lot out there before that she's had to uh, take back or eat. So never say never on that one, but very interesting. Like I said, totally thrilled and beyond happy that Teddy and Tamara shouted me out. Thank you both. I am living. And, you know, with the whole Jen situation, you guys... Tamara's right. I mean, she did deliver us a show, so I can't really argue with anything they said in that clip. I'm just excited that Teddy Mellencamp read out my full name and my podcast on the number one TV and film podcast. So thank you guys so much for everyone listening that has uh, shared this with me and just listens regularly. Like, it means the world, and just thank you so much for your support. It is what has gotten me to places like Tamara and Teddy's podcast. So thanks again. Now it's time for a Bravo ratings recap. There's not really much to go over this week because we had some shows taking a break uh, and Southern Charm ratings are still not out as of 2:58 p.m. on Friday, October 27th. But let's look back at Sunday, October 22nd. This was the part one of the Real Housewives of New York City reunion, up a tick to a 0.16 in the person's 18 to 49 demo and 536,000 live viewers. On Monday night, Below Deck Med continues to impress with a 0.18 in the demo and 749,000 live viewers. And the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think, surprised some fans this week by returning with a massive 0.30 in the demo and 1,023,000 live viewers. This was on October 25th. Firstly, on the Beverly Hills numbers, these are absolutely huge numbers, very strong. Now, this is down from part three of the reunion, which earned a massive 0.40 in the demo and almost 1.5 million viewers back in October of 2022. But keep in mind that was right around BravoCon and we had the Kathy Hilton, Lisa Rinna reunion showdown. So season 12 actually averaged a 0.32 in the demo and 1 million and 164,000 live viewers, so this season 13 premiere is not far off from that, and Bravo will obviously be really, really happy with the Housewives hitting 1 million live viewers. 
Now, over to this Roni reboot, like I said, a 0.16 and 536,000 live viewers. I hope that this gives you some, you know, semblance of, like, what I've been trying to say on all these podcast episodes. When you look at the Beverly Hills Housewives and you look at New York Housewives, there is no way you can say that rebooting the show made sense because we are sitting at New York with half of the live ratings as last year. You guys, the mental gymnastics people are doing to explain the Beverly Hills ratings, I'm going to be real with you. At the end of the day, Beverly Hills is one of Bravo's top-rated Housewives franchise. It has huge star power. People like Kyle Richards with this Mauricio story, a la Vanderpump Rules, this is giving something, you know, to the people to tune in for. I have been very consistent on these ratings conversations over these episodes that if the numbers aren't there, people just aren't enjoying it. That is just the reality of it. So I'm a huge fan of Salt Lake City and uh, things like that, but we've talked about this, you guys. Those franchises are at like half of the numbers that we're seeing with Beverly Hills. So kudos to Beverly Hills. This is amazing. And they're off to a great start. When it comes to New York, you guys, this is really what I've expected. This is uh, lower than the series low last year, which was that Secrets Revealed episode. And while I'm on the reunion, let's just talk about the New York reunion. Very interesting. I did just listen to Tamara and Teddy's podcast where they kind of, you know, shaded Uba for kind of keeping her private life private. I did the same thing on my podcast before. You can see now that Uba and Tamara are trading barbs back and forth, so Uba wasn't happy with that. But I'm going to second what Tamara and Teddy said. I mean, this reunion, you guys, I posted about it on my Instagram story. I tried watching it like three or four times and I had to keep restarting it because like literally one time I just found myself boiling a potato for my dogs. Like I was so not interested in the first 10 minutes. I really, really had to get in there. So once I did, I mean... This cast, you guys, nothing's really changing for me. I don't want to repeat myself every week. Nothing's really changing for me with this group. The reunion feels weird. I don't really see them even or hear them talking about the show. It's just like general things about their lives. I don't really think it's a Housewives reunion. I really wish the reunions would kick off talking about the finale and then we can kind of backtrack from there because I also felt like you know, we just seen this huge fight at Britain's party, and then we're, like, kikiing the next week. Like, I, I don't know, you guys. I just need them to be a little bit more real. I don't know. The whole thing, like, Jenna Lyons keeping her private life private, even what she said at the reunion. I don't know, you guys. It's just, this is a reality show. So you're being so dodgy about these questions, but it's like, these women aren't that interesting to be that dodgy, if it makes that sense. Like, you're not a Lisa Vanderpump creating some mystery here, you know what I mean? Like, just put it out there. So I am irritated with Jenna Lyons. I am irritated with Uba for not, um, you know, putting that relationship on camera. She basically did, you know, and I love Uba as a character, but she basically did lie about being single the whole season just to say that she has a German fiancé. So, like, production, clearly you weren't doing a good job. You didn't pick up on that or you didn't see that or notice that. Like, this needs to be a Potomac situation where we're breaking the fourth wall. I don't get why these women in a first season of a reboot are being careful, crafty, and planned. Like, you know, you guys, you just know how I feel about this reboot. It's just not clicking for me, and the ratings kind of reflect it. <laughs> now, we have uh, part two of the New York City fin uh, reunion coming up this Sunday. 
Southern Charm had a big week. I'm expecting huge ratings for them as well, and another big week for Below Deck Med on Monday. Also, we have the returns of Miami coming up and Potomac. I am super excited to see what they do. I have no doubt they will bring in the numbers. And you guys, while we're talking about Miami, I did want to mention, hopefully I get to see a screener before Wednesday. Bravo has not uploaded a Miami screener, even though there are clips on YouTube. So hopefully I can get my hands on a copy and give you a little Miami scoop before Monday. But that's it for my little ratings recap. As usual, go to tvdeets.com, check out the ratings tab. All of the numbers are sorted by network and by show. For other networks like OWN, MTV, VH1, tons of shows up there, not just Bravo. Bravo. So be sure to check out tvdeets.com. Okay, well, I wanted to discuss Dorit Kemsley and Paul Kemsley, PK, potentially separating, because a lot of you guys are asking about this. I have seen this floating around, and on the night of the Beverly Hills premiere, Dorit and PK actually released a statement to People magazine denying that they are separated, and I just have a lot of people asking me for my take and whether I think this is a real separation. Now, here's what they told people. We remain committed to working through these issues as a united couple for our family. We have not separated, nor are we planning to do so. Rather, we are focused on healing, making changes, and doing things that many couples have to do at some point in their marriage. We would be grateful for everyone's understanding. We are doing what we can to focus on the best interests of our family as opposed to spending our time contending with rumors and hearsay that are not true. Love, Dorit, and PK. Now, these rumors have been going around, and here's my take, you guys. I do believe Dorit and PK are having marital issues, like many people in relationships. I mean, I'm in a 10-year relationship myself. Marriages are not easy, you guys, and it is about compromise and constantly being able to move together and talk about these issues, whatever is popping up. So I do think there are marital issues in their situation, not unlike many other people and many other people on Bravo. Now, this whole separation rumor, I don't believe it, and here's why. When Erica Jane made that comment at BravoCon, I honestly felt like it was producer-encouraged or Bravo encouraged. I just didn't feel like it was a random moment. I remember at the time people were so shocked, Erica did a great job at really executing that walk to the end of the stage. I mean, she she owned that scene. And as you saw in the Beverly Hills premiere, it's brought up pretty quickly, and it is a storyline on this season. So that's what really has me thinking that not only was that comment at BravoCon staged, but so was this People magazine article and rumors. I think that they have a lot of interest going on with Kyle and Mauricio, but like I said, Bravo wants the next Vanderpump Rules. So... Do I think it is a coincidence that Dorit and PK declined that they are separating through Dave Quinn on 1130 at night on October 25th, the night of the Beverly Hills premiere? No, that is not a coincidence. Anything Dave Quinn writes comes directly from Bravo, point blank. 
So I personally feel like it is just great PR. They are getting it going and it worked. Everyone thinks that Dorit and PK are splitting up and that there's going to be another split this season. Now, it doesn't mean that that doesn't happen. I'm just saying that what I'm seeing right now looks to be PR oriented and hey, the comms team is doing a great job with that. So really, guys, that's my take on Dorit and PK. But you let me know, are they separating or is this another Monique and Chris situation where we're going to find out, yes, they are. They're just not going to tell us for a year. You let us know. What do you think? You guys know I'm a big fan of Netflix's Selling Sunset franchise and Selling the OC, which is the Orange County-based spinoff. Now, season two of Selling the OC just landed last month on uh, Netflix. It's incredible. It was very good. But I have some tea that I want to share with you because some news came out at the beginning of this month that I've been meaning to talk about. I just haven't really gotten around. Now... People Magazine reported on October 5th that Tyler Staniland is leaving the Oppenheim group and is no longer working for Jason and Brett. He tells People exclusively that he'll be working alongside his dad, John Staniland, at Douglas Element as of Thursday. The family's brokerage, the John Staniland group, where his brother also works, became a part of the high-profile agency earlier this year. Here's what he tells people via email. Leaving the Oppenheim group wasn't an easy decision, but is the right decision for me and my clients. Not only am I joining my dad and brother at Douglas Element, I am aligning with a brand that has unparalleled reach and presence in the market with a renowned network of agents and industry leaders. Now, Tyler was asked about his future on the Netflix series. He said, Selling the OC revolves around agents at the Oppenheim group. As of today, I will be working at Douglas Element. Representatives from Netflix did not immediately respond to Tyler's, or sorry, to people's request for comment. <laughs> now, he says, my decision to leave the Oppenheim group is about making the best decision for my clients and my career. I'm excited about this new chapter and to be working alongside my family again. Now, here's the interesting things, you guys, okay? You know I've talked about Tyler on this podcast before. Tyler was cast on Selling the OC. I'm just going to be real with you, okay? Tyler was cast as a cast member on Selling the OC. He did not work at the Oppenheim Group. He pretty much came on board for Selling the OC, as many of them did, because this office is brand new. Now, at the time, he was married to actress Brittany Snow. You guys know the whole drama. She dumped him after, you know, season one, pretty much because I'm told she did not want him to do this show. He goes and does it anyways, and then you saw all of the cheating, flirting, and all of that kind of stuff, and... Brittany Snow said, I'm getting the fuck out of here, and I do not blame her. Now, <laughs> what's interesting is, I'm told, again, just some hot insider scoop, Tyler really wants to be famous, okay? If you guys remember, he actually came on Selling the OC, and he said that he had just left his family's brokerage, so he was working with his dad, and he left his dad to join Selling the OC. He's now saying that he's leaving Selling the OC and going back to his dad. Here's some scoop. They have already filmed season three. I don't know if that's out there. If it isn't, TVD's exclusive. <laughs> but Selling the OC has already completed filming on season three. Net Netflix ordered them at the same time. They filmed them back to back. 
Tyler will be on season three of Selling the OC. Clearly, it doesn't go well, and he has bailed after season three. Maybe his Netflix contract is done, or this is the only way to get out of the Netflix contract. I'm not sure. But he is gone, and he is now at Douglas Elliman. I think that is very telling. Sources are telling me there's definitely lots to this. I'm going to continue to work these people and get the tea for you. But guys, just know, season three is much crazier than season two. I was told that season two really just sets the stage for next year. It's things are game on. And like I said, I'm, I'm hearing and feeling that that's why Tyler has exited. Now, I just wanted to jump on and give you that scoop. It's been sitting here in the back of my head. And there you have it. Selling the OC season three tea. Well, I hope you had fun, as much fun as I did recording this Halloween episode. My cocktail's gone, I need another Bloody Mary, I'm sure you do too. But thank you again for listening, this was so fun. I hope you enjoyed me counting down my favorite Bravo Real Housewives Halloween episodes. Again, thank you to Tamara and Teddy for that shout-out. I am just spinning today listening to this, and... Thank you again, you guys, for listening to my podcast every week. I truly, truly appreciate it. If you do one thing, please share this podcast with someone else. Tag me when you're listening to it. Send me a DM. I love to know what you're thinking about the episodes. And I mentioned it last week. I do have a Patreon. Please go to patreon.com slash tvdeets. I will be uploading exclusive episodes and everything like that. So I'm very excited to get that going. I need some patrons to make that happen. So again, patreon.com forward slash tvdeets and again check out tvdeets.com for the latest thank you so much you guys and i will see you here next week for another new episode